You know, this is our month, amen? I said, this is our month. This is our month to celebrate the greatest celebration about the resurrected king. Amen? There'll be a billion people celebrating. They call it Easter. We call it Resurrection Sunday. A billion. Maybe even more. A billion people throughout the whole world. And it started off with John 3.16. Go ahead and put it up there. I mean, we, we know the scripture. Let's read this together. One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen? For God so loved the world. So there's going to be close to billion and some people celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? But out of those billion people, how many of them believe? You know, I used to say this scripture, and that was my favorite scripture. I used to have a hat that I would wear. It says 316, and I would hope that people would ask me. Sometimes they would say, is that Austin 316? And I would have to rebuke them and say, no, it's John 316. And I would quote the scripture, and I said, that's all you have to do is believe, and he'll come into your heart, and, and you know what, your name will be written in the last book of life, and you will live life happily ever after. Until I became a Christian. Amen? Because we say we believe, but our belief gets tested. Amen? Amen? John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. I'm not even worthy to, to loosen his sandals. Amen? But the going got tough. He's in prison. He's about to be executed and says, Is there another? Is there somebody else that's coming? Jesus begins to heal people after people after people. He goes and tells them, eat my flesh and drink my blood. We're talking multitudes. Talk about a mega church. That was a mega plus church. Amen? Amen? They didn't need a worship team. They didn't need a microphone. They had the word of God live. They had a free meal and the word. And the people said, what are you going to do for us that we can believe? See, our belief system is its kind of messed up. Amen? How many times have you ever told somebody you loved them, I want to believe you, but... Anybody ever said that before? Only one person? Two people? I would love to believe you, but we got you on camera. I would love to believe you, right? Because I told you this last week, that our love that we have for God comes with a condition. Billions of people are going to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, but there's only a few who actually believe. The Bible says many are called you are chosen. You have to be crazy enough to believe it. Amen? Amen? 
Do you believe Jonah was swallowed by a fish? Yes. Amen? But if the world thinks that, they'll say, you're crazy. Well, maybe we are. Amen? Maybe we're, 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 we are a little different. But I would rather be different and believe than be religious and die. So I'm going to have my beautiful wife, Jennifer Garcia, come up, and she's going to read the scripture because there's like 40 of them. And I usually don't read 40 scriptures. No, I do. I miss a few words, and, and I get faces like, that's not the way you say it. So anyways, she reads a lot better than me. Jennifer, come on up, please. Come on up, please. And we're going to, right here, John chapter 11. I didn't know I was coming up to read the words, and I apologize. I'll read it. And then we're going to turn to John chapter 11. Yeah. You know, it's funny because when Pastor was saying, you know, we have to be a little bit crazy. The other day in, the, in our, our kitchen, I don't know why you even said it. And he goes, who do you think's more normal, you or me? I said, well, uh, me, of course. And he goes, well, why? Prove to me why you're more normal than I am. I won't tell you the rest of the conversation, but... It just made me think about that when he was saying, we're a little crazy. And then he was telling me that I wasn't normal, so. Everyone knows the truth in here, right? Amen. Thank you. John 11, verse 1. Amen. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. And it was that, and it was that Mary who had anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair and whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he had heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was, and then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again? And Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. Amen. So it says, these things he said, and after he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us go, let us also go, that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. 
Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would, have not, would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God, who has come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, she is going to the tomb to weep there. And then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? And some of them, could, some of them said, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again groaning in himself came to the tomb. It was a cave and the stone lay against it. Then Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Amen. A certain man named Lazarus. He was not just a certain man, he was Jesus' friend. That lived with him. Jesus stayed with them and ate at their house. He hung out with them. He probably kid with them. And you know how it is when you go hang out with friends and go eat with friends. You usually laugh and had a good time. So this family knew Jesus. You know, Jesus is doing all these miracles, but they expected if he's doing miracles for people he's not friendly with, how much more would he do it for somebody he loves? And it's interesting here because I, I love this chapter here and I begin to look at it and it said, I want to break it down that in three, Jesus uh, identifies, identifies himself as three, three powerful things. At first, he identifies himself as prophet. Amen? They tell him, Lazarus is sick. But does he go? No, because he's prophet. And sometimes as prophet, it's kind of cold. It kind of seems like it's coming out cold. Amen? I don't know about you, but a prophet will come and they, when they speak a word, it's usually not a great word. I mean, nowadays, we want, we want the prophet with the good word. Amen? 
But if you look at the prophets of the Old Testament, if you look at the prophets, a prophet never comes and says, listen, what I see that you're going to win the lottery tomorrow. I haven't got that one yet. Amen? And so you kind of see Jesus as prophet. Lazarus, his friend, his buddy, his, 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 his canal. Amen? And his sisters who, who made food for him and took care of him. In fact, the Bible says that it was Mary who broke and anointed his what? She, she spent all that she had for this anointing. Amen? And so you would have figured, listen, I, I, I bet everything I have on this Jesus. Like some of us did, right? We, we got to a place where we were so desperate like, like Mary was. And we got to a place where we didn't care about our neighbors. We were going to church. We were going to Jesus. We didn't care if our friends liked it or whoever. We were going to bet everything we had that God is real on Jesus, right? Amen? And so Jesus, she did this, so Jesus became her friend. Jesus hung out with her. In fact, he spent the night at her house. He hung out with Lazarus, and they had a good time. And, and all of a sudden, they said, go tell Jesus, like, you know, like real quick, go tell Jesus Lazarus is sick for sure. He doesn't even have to come. He can just send a word. We've seen him do it before. He could just send a word that he's healed, and it would have been healed, and everything would have been fine. But as prophet, how many people know that God's e-prophet? Jesus was prophet. He knew what the end results were going to be. And sometimes we, 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 we panic. Jesus, my, my mom is sick in bed. Jesus, I, I, my rent's due. Jesus, they're going to repo my car. Jesus, this and Jesus, that. my daughter. Jesus, my son. Jesus, my marriage. Jesus, this. Jesus, that. And we expect prophet to respond. Jesus, I'm having a hard day. Jesus, I'm going through this. Jesus, 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 Jesus. But sometimes Jesus responds as prophet. Hello? Sometimes it seems like he's cold. I mean, you would have thought, hey, Jesus, your friend. It would be like me and John, if John was sick and and, and all of a sudden I get a phone call from his kids and say, hey, you know what? John is sick. In fact, he's in the hospital and he's dying. And my response would be, that's fine. I'll see him later. No, 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 no. Not, not John from the neighborhood. Your friend, John. Your best friend. Your, your, the guy you hang out with. The guy, the guy you break bread with. The guy you... You love, you love him and his family. He's sick. He's, he's going through it. He's, he's struggling. Uh, you got to respond, and, and he doesn't respond that way. Because Jesus was prophet at that time. He was already calling those things that are not as if they were. Jesus sometimes calls those things as they're not as if they were. My mom called me things that at, at, at that time I wouldn't even hope or imagine I could be. She was calling those things that are not as if they were. No matter what trial, what situation I was going through, she's already calling those things because prophet Jesus told her. You see, we, we're, our beliefs are always going to be tested when God doesn't respond the way we think he should respond. But sometimes God responds as prophet. 
ahead and put the scripture back up. Chapter 11, verse 1. Verse 1. It was Mary who anointed the Lord's fra- with the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped her, his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Verse 6. So when he heard this, that he was sick, he stayed two more days. Two more days? Doesn't make sense. Two more days? Wait a second. We're not just talking, hey, he has the sniffles. He has an earache or, he, he, you know, he's, he's congested. He, we're talking gravely ill. And it's his friend. And she's their friends. And if you're doing mighty miracles for just strangers... How much more should you respond to those you love? You see, God does things for a reason because he tests our belief. Amen? You see prophet Jesus coming in. Then all of a sudden... He becomes priest. You see, when prophet Jesus comes in, they run to Jesus as prophet and say, hey, if you would have just been here, hey, you know what? If you would have been here, my rent would have been paid. I wouldn't have been evicted. I wouldn't have lost my job. She would have never left. You know, have you ever been so desperate and you're, you're calling on to God and you feel like he doesn't respond? Hello? And let me explain to you something. First of all, what the first thing we do is say, why... Why did Mary question Jesus? Why did Martha question Jesus? How could anybody question Jesus? Right? We do the same things. We do the very same thing. Let me explain to you something. When Lazarus was sick, they didn't have a hospital. He wasn't under medication. It wasn't like they gave him a shot of something so he didn't feel the pain. I want to take you there tonight. I want to take you where Lazarus was, where his family was, where you got somebody in the sickbed. I mean, there's nothing worse when someone's dying in front of your eyes. When somebody's that sick and you're looking at that person and you can't, you have no power, no authority to do anything, and you're calling on God, God, please heal her. God, heal her. God, heal her. God, heal him. Heal my son. Heal my daughter. Heal, please, please. They were desperate. nothing like it I had to watch my mom die of cancer and it was the worst thing ever little by little and I kept saying God either heal her or take her home my mom was she loved the Lord I mean when I say she loved the Lord I, I she loved the Lord more than she loved her kids more than she loved her husband more than she loved life And to see her in that condition, in that way, it it was mind-boggling to me. God, how could you allow my mother, who loves you so much, to go through so much pain? 
My belief system changes. You know what? Your belief system begins to change when you look at somebody dying. And you know what? They had to look at their brother dying. They had to look at him taking short breaths. They had to look at him going through a struggle. Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? And yet we want to question Mary and Martha. How dare they? And yet we question them when not even people are dying just because we don't get what we got, what we think we got coming to us. Where's my blessing? If God is real, then where's my blessing? We're not talking about somebody dying. We're talking about, you know, how we act. Hey, God, if you're so good, where's my blessing? Where's my wife? Where's my children? Where's my finances? Where's my position? But yet their brother was dying. Prophet Jesus takes two days. Two days? After he dies and then he goes? Have you ever got to a place where you say, God, how, how could you do that for them and you didn't do it for me? I remember, I remember serving the Lord and say, God, why'd you bless him? And why'd you bless her? And why'd you bless him? He's got a job and he has a wife and he's, he seems like he has it all going. And, and I serve you more and I, and I preach more and, and I evangelize more. And what do I get out of it? I get a bunch of men? Crazy as that? Is this what I deserve? I begin to question God like, God, if you're so good, then why do I struggle? God says, you struggle because I want to show you something greater. Sometimes we need to quit asking God why and say thank you instead. How many people know that God knows what's best for us? And the prophet knows the end result. I said the prophet knows the end result. Jesus already knew what was going on. And then you're saying to yourself, if Jesus knew what he was going on, then why did Jesus weep? Because at that moment, instead of being prophet, he became priest. We don't have a high priest. We, we have a high priest that can sympathize with us. Hello, we have a priest that can sympathize with us. We have a father named Jesus that can sympathize with us. He wasn't crying because Lazarus was dead. He was crying because he knew that they didn't believe. He says, no matter what I do for you, you just don't believe. And he began to weep and he began to groan in his spirit. Not only became prophet, and all of a sudden prophet stopped. He became compassionate. He became merciful. He began to know your feelings. He was a man. He seen their tears. He seen their sorrow. He knew that, hey, Jerusalem's about to get leveled. And he says, if only you would believe. If only you would believe. Do you believe? We only want to believe. What we see, but blessed are those who do not see and still believe. I'll believe it when I see it. Maybe if you believe it, you just might see it. So the Bible says Jesus wept. God cried. Why should God cry? Because he knows man. He knows the condition of man's heart. 
he knows that you're only here because you ate the food and you're satisfied. He only knows that you're here because you got the job now and you got a wife and you got kids. Things are going good, but what happens, Job, when all that goes? What happens when he runs out or she runs out or your children abandon you or you abandon your children? What happens to what happens, what happens, what happens when life takes its toll on you and you get hit in the left and the right and Lazarus is dying, something's dying right before you, something, your marriage is dying, your finances are dying, and your family is getting separated and things are not going according to your plan, even your mind is playing tricks on you. I told you about the mind, it always plays tricks on you and your mind is going crazy and you can't believe because the enemy's throwing darts at you and say, why should you believe? Look at your son, look at your daughter, how could you believe? He's, if you, your God is so good, then why is she out there doing her thing and why is he out there doing that and why is your dad not a believer and why is this and why is that? Yet we respond. It's so sad that we believe the devil sometimes even more than we believe God. Who told you you were dying? I told you if you only believe, you would see the glory of God. Do you believe? See, he knows. He knows you. He's the father that abandoned you. He's a father that, that never abandons you. I'm sorry for saying that. He's a father that never abandoned you. He's a father that was there when you were born and stuck by your side. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's your provider. He's your healer. He's your comforter. He's your rock. He's your fortress. He's your strength. He's everything. He's just not prophet. He's just not priest. God became uh, flesh. For God so loved the world, whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. That eternal life is abiding in you right now. You can either choose to believe or say, let it die like Lazarus died. My Jesus is not only prophet, but he's a compassionate priest. He's the one that sympathizes with us. They only can go to the priest one time, once a year, but guess what? Our priest is right in the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us as we pray. And he sympathizes with us. He sees your pain. He sees your daughter out there. He sees your son out there. He sees what your marriage is going through. He sees your bank account. Let me tell you something about my God. He's always on time. I said, let me tell you about my God. He's always on time. If you had been here, have you ever been so desperate when we say that? If you had been here, you would have stopped my parents from fighting. If you had been here, you would have, you would have Stop that enemy from hitting my family. You've been here, you, you would have made things right for us. Only if you would have been here and 
I would never have to go to your needles. I, I wouldn't have to, you know, if you would have stopped me from doing alcohol and drinking before then, I, I would have never had to go to this rehab. I, I would have never lost my family. I would have never, I would have never lost, you know, hope in life. And I would never have to deal with all these crazy men in this home. And I, I could have been something. I could have, I could have been somebody. I could have gone somewhere. I could have been a coach or a teacher. Or I could have, I could have been a doctor. I could have been a lawyer. I, I could have been something. And now I'm in a rehab and I'm messed up. I, oh, if only you would have been here. Not only prophet, not only priest, but he's the king. The only one. The only one that was prophet, priest, and king. I want you to understand something. Jesus was prophet, he was priest, and he was king. King over death. King over any situation. He's the king of eternal life. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the great I am. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the first. He's the last. He's either the God of all or he's the God of nothing. And if you believe that he's the God of all, then he's all of that. He's not a half God. He's not a man that he should lie. Heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. He, he, he owns everything. Everything's in his hand. The Milky Way, the stars, the, the, the planets, everything. He's, he's, he's God of all. And yet he, he humbled himself to become a man so he can have compassion and he will know what it is to suffer as a man. This is why he denied the bread when Satan says, turn this bread into stone. He says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He was speaking of himself. Eat my flesh and drink my blood and you could have eternal life. Because I'm the king over death and sickness. I'm the king over divorce. I'm the king over poverty. I'm the king. I'm the king over every demon. I'm the king. I am the king. Jesus wept. God cried. And billions of people will celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Break out the eggs. The chocolate bunnies. I can't wait to spend $75 on a shirt to celebrate Resurrection or Easter. I said, do you believe? Do you believe that God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise? That God will take something that nobody else wanted, some leftovers. And you know what? How many people know when, when you have a bunch of leftovers in you and you're hungry? Come on, somebody. You got to make something delicious. You got to do something. And God could take some leftovers because the world is rejected indeed by man, but chosen by the Father. You know, let me tell you something. The world calls you leftovers, but Jesus called you priests. Royal priesthood at that. You are king priests. Start acting like king priests. Start acting like queen priests. Remember who you are. I forget, sometimes you forget who your daddy is. Sometimes I forget my, who my daddy is because my real father, sometimes he, he drives me crazy. 
John knows that. He drives me nuts. I'm like, am I? My dad's nuts. But my real dad's a king and a priest and a prophet, but most of all, a compassionate father. And he's the father that we need now more than ever. And the Bible says in the last days, he will turn the fathers back to the sons and the sons back to the fathers. Listen, you don't need to be a high priest or prophesy. Listen, some of you, I want to be a prophet. I want to be a priest. I want to be a king. How about being a daddy first? How about being a provider first? How about being a lover first? How about believing first? hard to believe as with this and the prophet stayed for two days it's taking him so long you know why God does that because he wants to break all the superstitions I said that again I'll say it again he wants to break all superstitions some of you I don't understand you know once in a while I'll jump on Facebook and I'll see some stuff say amen or some curses coming your way Send it to 10 people. This is what happened to that other guy. And they show a guy all quacked out like that. You're laughing because you probably said amen. God is good. And if you say this, you'll have prosperity coming your way. Send it to 10 people and they better say amen. Superstitious. Superstitions pray enough and if, and if you fast enough you know and if you if you do this enough and you, and you go to church enough you know what God's gonna send you a check he's gonna send you a check all right he's gonna check your heart you see they believe that the the soul would stay with the body three days Jesus never does anything by accident he didn't do it by accident. He did it on purpose. He waited three days to break all superstitions. I said it on purpose. Superstitions. Superstitions. Because they're stupid enough to believe. Basically what he's saying, listen, the soul, the body, don't, don't worry about anything. I'm the God over all. So I'm not the God of all. This is our month to celebrate. This is our month to believe. And no matter what you're going through, I don't care where she's at, he's at, or what's going on in your marriage, you begin to be a prophet that you are. And start calling those things that are not as if they were. Say, he may not be all that he is right now, but I know that there is a God who loves me who's going to transform this, brother. Don't be praying for some dumb stuff either. It ain't going to happen. Jen's been praying for me to grow my hair back for years. It ain't going to happen. And a couple other things. It ain't going to happen. I like food. It's not funny. I do. Start praying for your brothers and sisters. 
Hello, start praying for your brothers and sisters. Have the urgency as Martha did and, you know, Mary did. Hey, my, my, my brother is sick, and God, I don't, I don't know. He, he, he might not make it, but I know you can make him make it. And whatever you want to do, God, I believe that not only that you're prophet, not only that you're priest, not only that you're king, but you're my daddy. You know what I'm going through. Crazy thing is we say, if you only would have been here, he never leaves you nor forsakes you. The Bible says, and Jesus wept. God cried. The good news is this. Weeping only endures for the night. Oh, please don't miss that. Come on, sister. Weeping may endure, maybe for a little season. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of, listen, they can take everything they want. Right? They can take anything they want. But they can't take your joy away. They can't take your God away. They can't take your prophet away. They can't take your priest away. They can't take your king away. They can't take your daddy away. So what God wants to do is right here. He wants to check your mind. Do you really believe? I believe you, Lord, but um, you're cutting it close. That's not belief. I want to close with this. You know what God's looking for? Listen, I want to, I want to close with this. You know what God's looking for? This is going to help somebody out. You go ahead and close your eyes. I want, I want to talk to you. You know what God is looking for? God is looking for, listen, he's not looking for stereotypes. Who gave him the name Doubting Thomas anyways? Who gave him that name? Doubting Thomas. The name that we call him, Doubting Thomas. No, no, no. Uh, my Bible says he was the twin. You know why they call him the twin? Because he looked exactly like Jesus. If you don't believe me, do some research why they called him the twin. They called him the twin because he looked exactly like Jesus. I don't see anybody else saying, let's go so we can die with you. In other words, he said, Jesus, let them kill me. I look like you. Let them get me. But we call him Doubting Thomas. His name is the twin. Why? Because he looked like Jesus. Do you look like Jesus? Do you have the same DNA as Jesus? Do you have his eyes? Do you have his compassion? Do you have his character? Do you, do you are you willing to say, Jesus, if we got to go to Judah, if we got to go to Anaheim, if we got to go over here, God, let's go. I want to be like you. I want to die with you so I can reign. I want to be your twin. Oh, no, no, he's doubting Thomas. Really? No, he's not. It's just something that we called him. But he was willing to die. He knew that they were going to kill him in Judea. They tried to stone him at one time. 
And he says, you know what, Jesus, if you want to get down, I'll get down with you. If you want to go to that place and go preach the gospel, I'm going to go with you. If you want to go do some healing, Jesus, I want to go with you. Jesus, wherever you go, I want to go. Wherever you stay, I want to stay. Don't leave me, Jesus. Just don't leave me. I never had a friend like you. I never had a father like you. I never had a person that cared about me the way you do. Let's go, Jesus. Let's go see our friend Lazarus. Let's go to the hospital and go lay hands on him. Let's go feed the homeless. Let's go. Wherever you go, I want to go. Whatever you do, I want to do. I want to be just like you. I want to be your twin. I want to be, I want your character. I want your heart, Jesus. I want you to be my dad. I want you to be my friend. I want you to, I want to be your disciple. I want to believe. I want to believe. Oh God, I want to believe. I want to believe. Forgive me, Jesus, for my lack of faith. Forgive me, Jesus, for, for almost giving up. Forgive me, Jesus, for not loving like the way you called me to love and bless those you told me to bless and to pray for those you called me to pray for. Forgive me, Jesus. And as priest, you sympathize with me. And as king, you have dominion over everything. Forgive me, Jesus, for not knowing not only all these things, that you belong to me and I belong to you. I know she's sick. And if you want to take her. And I remember my mom. I remember my mom. As she was closing her last breath, I said, Mom, you're going to see Jesus face to face. You're going to see your dad. You're going to see your best friend, Mom. No more types. No more shadows. No more movies. No more church. You're actually going to see her. You're actually going to see him. You're actually going to be able to dance before the king. And she took some breaths. And she was gone. My whole family went up and began to weep and cry. And some began to question God. God, how could you do this to somebody you love so much? The only thing I can think of is God had to take her so we could start depending on God rather than her all the time. That we could begin to depend on God now because my mama was gone. I couldn't depend on my dad because he's crazy, but I could depend on my mom and she's gone now. So, so now what do I do? Who, who do I talk to now? He says, I'm here. You can talk to me. This is the time we celebrate that he's a 
He's the God of, of resurrection. He's the king of resurrection. Although you may die, you're going to live again. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. God works all things together for good for those who love them and those who are called according to his purpose. And those who believe will see great and mighty things. And those who believe will see the glory of God. For this light affliction that you're experiencing is only temporary. It's working for a far more exceedingly weight of glory.